Which players should you be trading for before the 2022 season kicks off? All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going well, my man. I mean, we it's We're here. I mean, the, things have begun. We got a game on Thursday between two elite teams. And then the, the boulder just starts rolling down the hill chasing Indy Jones, man. It's going to be great. I love it. I love it. We have made it. We are now just a couple of days away, Matt, as you said, from uh, from that big Thursday game. It's not just yeah. any, uh, not just any kickoff game. It's it's a big one. Uh, Buffalo and the uh, defending Super Bowl champion Rams. So uh, two of the uh, two of the best teams in the league. Obviously, two teams that we're excited about seeing, and uh, hopefully, we'll see a lot of points to uh, get the season yeah, started right. here in just a couple of days. Well, Matt, here on uh, Locked On Dynasty, we're we're kind of into regular season mode, even though the regular season's not quite here yet. And every Tuesday, we are going to bring you some Dynasty transactions. Uh, You and I will be talking waiver wire targets. We'll talk about some players to trade away, some players to trade for. And as I said, even though the season's not quite here yet, we're close. uh, But we're going to go ahead and start that. So, Let's let's kick it off with some waiver targets, and I dug pretty deep here, Matt. Uh, I've got yeah, a few you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you would like this. I've got yeah. I've got three names here to talk about, um, and these players are all on dynasty rosters in less than twenty percent of leagues, and and our our sample here is uh, safe leagues, dynasty leagues. So we're we're talking about. Uh, around 1,500 dynasty leagues that our buddy Scott Fish runs over there at Safe Leagues. Uh, pretty much an even split between uh, Superflex and one quarterback dynasty leagues. And I've got three names who are on, as I said, less than 20% of rosters. And these are certainly not players that we have talked about yet. Um, but we'll no. we'll hit them today. Um, let's start. Real quick, with- I appreciate the work you did to dig this deep. But I just want our listeners to know this segment every week will usually have a little more splash than today. You know, someone had a huge game off the bench, you know, on Sunday or a big injury occurred. So these three guys may be fine, but usually this segment's going to be a little more exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. There there will be, there will be um, as you said, players that are, are going to be a little more sought after, I would say, on a weekly basis. 
um, than than these, whether it's due to injury or a breakout performance or what have you. But you know, Matt, maybe these are the three guys that uh, are benefiting from a breakout or sure. or from uh, or, you know, hopefully not from an injury, but certainly in one case that that could uh, that could happen. Let's start here with a rookie, Montrell Washington. He's a uh, wide re- rookie wide receiver for the Broncos. He's on 14% of dynasty rosters over uh, at, at safe leagues. And, you know, I mean, this was a, a late round target or a late round pick for Denver. Um, wide receiver, I don't think was viewed as a, as a need for that team, but the camp reports were were really good on Montreal Washington. He did make the team, uh, which is really saying something given the wide receiver depth there, and uh, given the fact that he was a a late round uh, draft pick. Um, I, I don't I don't know if we want to dig too deep into the specific player, but when you think mm-hmm. about that situation, I mean we've got obviously Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy there. Uh, they did lose Tim Patrick. KJ Hamler trying to come back from the injury sounds like he's probably good to go. Do you see this as a situation where a guy like Montreal Washington could could step up and you know maybe even be a factor on a weekly basis? Maybe uh, I think if you're in such a deep league and you're considering making such a move, and you're right, there was a lot of good buzz around him. We know Wilson is there to stay. They're married to him. Young coach, new ownership. I mean. Uh, Denver is going to go on this course for some time, but the guys ahead of them, you mentioned Judy Hamler Sutton, they were all drafted around the same time and maybe they're not going to invest in all of them. That could open a long-term spot in terms of just roster construction, salary cap space. If he continues to impress, maybe he's one injury away and you already mentioned what Hamler's going through to actually seeing the field for 50% of the snaps, 40% of the snaps. So right. I, I think you keep an eye on him, you know, and, and maybe he's a diamond in the rough. Yeah, and I should mention uh, those those safe leagues, dynasty leagues, I believe 28-man rosters over there. So so pretty Makes deep sense. leagues yeah. compared to most. I mean, if, you're, if your league is 20 players, 22 players, 25 players, Montreal Washington's probably not on your radar, probably should not be on your radar yet. But 28, 30, or even larger than that, then certainly uh, a guy you should be considering. Next one is uh, kind of, I guess, in a similar spot. One of the, uh, what's expected to be one of the top offenses in the league. He's not a rookie, but he was a late round rookie a year ago. Missed the entire season for the Dallas Cowboys. It's Simi Fajoko, a big wide receiver out of Stanford, I believe. Um, And and Dallas certainly has some questions at that wide receiver spot. Obviously, uh, lost Amari Cooper this offseason. C.D. Lamb is expected to to step up as as the clear top option. Uh, Michael Gallup's going to miss some time recovering from from that ACL. And, And after Gallup, there's there's some question marks. There's a lot of options. It might be the rookie Tolbert who we like. Noah Brown is another guy, and you could honestly probably throw Noah Brown in the same conversation because he's yeah, also yeah. rostered uh, also rostered in under twenty percent of those dynasty leagues, uh, right around the same percentage as as Fajoko actually. Um, but with this Dallas offense, are, are you taking a shot on a guy like this on a guy like Noah Brown, or are you pretty much just waiting for Tolbert to come back? I mean, you're pretty. Of course, that's the obvious one. But in these super deep leagues, I think these two that we've brought up are very similar in that 
the quarterback, the offense in general, can buoy a average player into a productive player, a productive player into a good player. You know, I mean, I think his surroundings are favorable. There's one of the best offenses in the league the last couple of years. I think Dak's going to be a monster this year. Yeah. And he has a little more pedigree than Washington with Denver. So I'm interested. I didn't love him coming out of school, so I haven't been a big fan. But there's opportunity there. I mean, James Washington isn't even much of a barrier when he gets back. Yeah, true. I didn't didn't even mention Washington. Yeah, he's, right. uh, he's on the IR, so he'll miss uh, a few games at least. Uh, again, more opportunity for Noah Brown and for Fajoko. And, and again, you need you need to be in a deep league to consider those guys at this point. Uh, last one is probably a, a case of insurance. Yeah, yeah, a case of insurance in in a super flex league. Uh, John Wolford, he's the backup quarterback uh, with the Rams, and uh, I mean the talk really for the past month or so has been about Matthew Stafford's elbow. Um, Head coach Sean McVay says he's good to go, but there's also reports that this could be a lingering issue all year. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly if I have Matthew Stafford on my roster, I'm going to try to find space for John Wolford as well. I kind of like this one. It's super flex, of course, because right. the things I know are Sean McVay really likes Wolford. You know, I mean, he went to him at times, you know, during his tenure, I think that he has trust and likes Wolford as a player. That's all you need to know in that organization. McVay runs the show. And I know I bring everything back to the Steelers, but this Stafford thing just is very similar, eerily similar to me than the Ben situation. You know, they both just took such a beating over their great careers. Big physical guys that can throw the ball through, you know, through a brick wall. And yeah, they're playing through it. Don't worry about it until takes one hit or something goofy happens and they shut him down for the year like oh yeah yeah well hopefully that is not the case but if it is if it is you better be ready again as i said especially if you've got stafford on your roster uh drop drop that uh drop that 10th wide receiver that fourth tight end make make a spot for john wolford uh owned or rostered in only 11 percent of Hmm. those safe leagues dynasty leagues and and those are that is a super flex uh, data. So even in those super flex league, he's at leagues. He is out there in most of them. Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk some trade targets and players to trade away before the season kicks off. Yeah. And another note, the Rams don't have much in the way of draft picks. It's not like they're going to get, they're not going to have a first round quarterback beating down Wolford's door. So I think it's smart to pick up Wolford. I also think it's smart to look at prize picks. I've told you about them before. I think there is money to be made here because this is right up my alley because this is exactly how prize picks works. You grab between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, it's like an over-under type of system. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people that might just get lucky and put the right lineup together. It's just you versus the projections, which I think is great for someone that's knowledgeable. Really, maybe you only know two or three teams really well or your favorite team really well. You could build a play a, a group of those guys or a matchup you love. And it's not just NFL. I mean, it's NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, golf, college football, college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, eSports. I mean, this list is crazy. NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, cricket, Euro basketball. I'm I'm a big believer. If you are a disc golf expert, you will beat the system and destroy this and just win money left and right. 
Uh, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Super safe and fast withdrawals. Um, currently, it's, it's operational in over 30 states as well as Canada. So go to prizepicks.com, sign up, and play daily fantasy sports. Uh, first time users receive a, a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with our promo code locked on, all one word. So if you put 100 bucks in, they give you 100 bucks. If you put 50 bucks in, prize picks gives you 50 bucks. And don't forget to enter that promo code locked on. Matt, the season is now just a couple days away. We're going to see player value in Dynasty Leagues change massively. Who is one player that you want to go out and target in these next 48 hours before the season begins and before they really gain some Dynasty value? This was a tough one to narrow down because we always Absolutely. say, yeah, I mean, this is a seat, the time of eternal optimism. No one's going to get hurt. All these guys are going to get better. I went with Javante Williams, though, and kind of just backing my play from last week or the week before when I said I think he's going to be RB1 at this time in the dynasty world. I'm blown away with him as a player. I'm warming up to that offense more and more as being an excellent offense. I don't know that Denver's defense is nearly as good as people think, so he might even be catching passes more and more. Melvin Gordon looks like a speed bump, but he's um, I mean, he's um, um, uh, this big a speed bump. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. for the big picture, he's not in the way, and that's why you can still get him at a decent price. Williams, I mean, right. Yeah, Williams is a he is a first rounder in our current dynasty ADP, but that doesn't mean uh, there's not room to grow, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Matt, if you're right and he's the RB one, we're we're uh, this time next year we're probably talking about a player who's a top two or three pick overall, and right yeah. now he's a late first rounder, um, so definitely still some meat on the bone. If you're making offers, what uh, what you know what type of offers are you making? What are you looking to spend? I know. Uh, we, we usually think about those trade offers in terms of, of draft picks, but uh, it's tough to trade those 23 rookie picks right now, especially uh, the way the season started for some of those top, uh, top college players uh, this past weekend. So uh, let me ask it this way. Would you rather have like, uh, would you rather go from like Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift down to Javante Williams and try sure. to get a, or, and try to get a little something extra? Or are you packaging up? Maybe you're adding to Barkley or you're adding to, you know, Joe Mixon or, or someone like that, Dalvin Cook. Hmm. Like, what what feels like the better? And obviously, that that's dependent on what it your roster depends looks on like. Team. Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, a, as a rule of thumb, I think the first scenario is smarter. I mean, like, going all in on a running back we know is risky big picture as opposed to downsizing just a little and picking up a little something on the side. So, yes, but boy, the way you said that about turning Cook into Williams, I would give you plenty to do that because I just feel like I just bought five years of RB1 play, which if you think about it that way, would you give up two firsts? You'd certainly give up a first for five years extra of RB1 play than what you had in your on your team. So I would certainly be interested in that. What if I offered you Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson for Williams? Yeah, I think that's fair. That's probably closer to uh, what you would have to do on a on a Cook deal. Uh, you said you would give plenty along with Cook. I think it would take plenty. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, if you look at 
If you look at ADP right now, Javante Williams, uh, as I said, a late first rounder. Brees Hall right behind him. So if you're talking Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, that's a pretty strong offer, at least based on the ADP data for Javante Williams. And and one that I think if you if you've got Williams, you would have to strongly consider that. So I, I like that type of offer. If you're dropping down to Barkley, Cook, Kamara, Mixon, yeah, you're, you might even have to give that 23 first on top of those guys, mm-hmm. and, and that would that would definitely be painful. Uh, my guy here, the, the player I want to go target and acquire before it's too late is Elijah Moore, and I've, I've kind of been banging this drum all offseason. Uh, if you check out my rankings at Dynasty League Football, I think I have him ranked at 14 or 15 overall in single quarterback Dynasty League. So I'm, I'm looking at him essentially as an early second rounder in startups. Uh, I think his ADP is is in the fifth or sixth round. So I'm I'm way ahead of, uh, of you know, consensus or, or the community on that one. And I feel OK about that. Um, it, right now, it just comes down to a question about the Jets offense in general and their uh, their quarterback situation and there are there are some doubts there there are some uh you know some things making me not second guess the call overall but it, at least you know making me wonder if I should slow down but you know in the end well, I believe in yeah I believe in the talent still super young uh, really flashed as a rookie in in those same you know negative situations with the with poor offense and some poor quarterback play so uh that kind of gives me confidence not to worry about those things quite as much. And, you know, I would, I would be pretty aggressive here. I mean, even you talked about Garrett Wilson, Wilson is ranked ahead of Elijah Moore in most rankings and, and in our ADP data as well. Uh, Really any of those, any of those rookie wide receivers, I would gladly flip. I mean, Drake London, Burks, Pickens, Pickens. any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Any of them. I would, I would rather have more than any, uh, rookie wide receiver this year so it, that's that's one place to start um, you know ultimately if I have to give the 23 first I'm probably doing that but it's 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 tough because we're looking as we've talked about before at a a pretty stacked class there so Elijah Moore Javante Williams those are the players we want to go out and buy before it is too late when we come back we'll talk about a couple players we want to get off of our roster before football kicks off on Thursday. So folks, Built Bar has been with the Locked On Network for a very long time. I don't know that we've had a better or longer sponsor the whole time. And they get delivered to my house, and my 16-year-old, who basically now lives in the weight room, I'm 6'3", he's already taller than me, he devours the box like as it arrives. So if you're into you know health, nutrition, really paying attention to what you put in your body, Built Bars are perfect. And there's a new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have this light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course are covered with 100% real chocolate. I've told you my wife's kind of a chocolate snob. She doesn't like that covering that are on a lot of these bars. Has no complaints and really likes the Built Bar ones as well. Um, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. That's what my son does because he's lifting so much. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place. Just hoard them for yourself, which is how I have to (laughs) eat Built Bars around here because they're gone so fast. Um, Chocolate Dough Chunk Puff is also covered in 100% real chocolate. They're healthy and tasty. 
Um, they're covered with a light, fluffy texture. Super good. Um, the thing about all the Built Bars are made with a, a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, but there's so many other flavors as well. Um, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they only taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15. And you get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Matt, we're about two days from kickoff of the NFL season. This might be your last chance to get these guys off your roster before the season begins, before they start losing dynasty value. The guy I'm worried about, again, you won't be surprised, Matt. No. Najee Harris. Najee Harris, Pittsburgh Steeler running back. Uh, the ADP is just way too high on this guy. I don't think, I don't think he reproduces that um, – the the rookie season he had anytime soon i'm worried about the offensive line uh increased weapons uh in the passing game i think they could go uh, a little more pass heavy than they did last year it, it just feels like everything going against Najee harris you talked about javante williams earlier as a as a trade target if i've got Najee harris on my team pivoting from him to javante williams even if I have to add a little something, is a move I would be looking to make. Yeah, I hear you there. Um, I, I do a preview article for Steelers.com every week, and I dug in heavy to Steelers-Bengals this week. And here are some Najee numbers that are a little frightening from a fantasy perspective. So he caught 94 passes last year. That led all running backs. That doesn't shock people, I don't think. But he also led the entire NFL in receptions caught behind the line of scrimmage. I don't know that those free points are coming anymore. He also played 84% of the Steelers' offensive snaps. That was the highest percentage of any running back. And just to put it in perspective, Kamara was at 76. That was second. I mean, that's well behind. And that's the equivalent when you add it up, basically, of Najee playing like 15 more quarters of football than even Kamara. Like, those things aren't sustainable. Um, He also led the league by handling 85% of the Steelers' carries. You know, Jonathan Taylor was second at 77%. Like, is he going to be that much more than Taylor, use that much more than Kamara? And then here's the startling one that I don't know gets better, is he averaged just .93 yards before before first contact. So there were 200 guys that had 200 or more rushing attempts last year. Harris was worst on all those. So he's getting hit the earliest of any ball carrier in the league. Yeah, honestly, all of that makes makes his rookie season even more impressive in a yeah, lot of right, ways. Right. But it also makes me, again, concerned that we're not going to see those types of numbers and that type of production again. The volume. Uh, right. He, he's valued as a first-rounder. His ADP did drop a little bit. We're actually going to get into – uh, ADP of uh, uh, of all of these guys tomorrow. That'll be our main topic on tomorrow's episode. Uh, ADP dropped a little, but he's still a mid-first rounder, still valued based on that data ahead of Javante Williams. So if you can make that move, go do that. Matt, yeah, who's yeah. that one player you want off your roster before Thursday? 
Uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, I get the yeah. buzz there. I mean, it's an improved team. I just think it's time to go. Um, change of teams rarely treats receivers great. I don't love his quarterback. I trust his coach, but it's a first-time head coach. And I know he's more than just a speed guy. But if he goes from a 4-2 to a 4-4 type of player, I just think that changes his value drastically for our purposes. Yeah, totally totally agree with that. And uh, as we talked about before, Tyreek has... He's already lost some value as a result of that trade. We saw him drop from uh, essentially an early second rounder to a uh, uh, to an early third rounder, but still plenty of value to be had in a trade. Lots of young wide receivers in that same range that you could you could pivot off of, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe you try to like get Elijah Moore. Oh, <laughs> I, I think you can. I think you can get something along with Elijah Moore right, for right. Tyreek. So you don't even have to do that that even uh, even swap. But DJ Moore, DK Metcalf are, are guys in that range. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson. Would you rather have Deontay Johnson or Tyreek Hill? That's a tie. Deontay. Yeah, I'd rather have Deontay yeah. as well. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is the player who's been gaining value. He's moving up into that range. So lots of lots of options if you're trying to pivot from Tyreek Hill to a younger wide receiver before the season kicks off. As I said earlier, this Tuesday show every week of the regular season will be a dynasty transaction show. We'll talk waiver wire targets, trade targets, both players to trade for and to trade away. Um, and we'll do that every single week. Thanks again for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. Local team experts of all Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty and subscribe to the show at Locked On Dynasty on YouTube. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked on Dynasty.